0: Forbidden Archaeology, Forgotten History, Divination, Magic, Cryptozoology, UFOs, Nature, Science, and Spirit. All this and more, right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Green Magic. Green Medicine... With your host, Miss Susan Weed I'm Daniel Michael And we will be right back after this song From our friend who's been on the show And gave us permission to use the song All the songs are like that To people we know that have given us permission This one is Blessed are we Be back in just Blessed are we In the
3: awakening dawn Blessed are we We slip into dreams that are calling. Blessed All
2: right, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Green Magic. Green Medicine with your host, Miss Susan Weed, and it's a little bit old school this evening in that way, I mean old school in a Main Street Universe kind of way, as when my good friend and co-creator of the Main Street Universe Network, Mr. Kevin Baird, who thank you for sitting in, Kevin, with my technical difficulties last week, uh, we, we used to meet here in the, in the music studio here at Cafe Fairfax. As you can hear, there is a drum kit that I have to sort of reach around to hit. And I used to occasionally make a point and hit a cymbal, much to the irritation of some of our regular listeners, which is why I would do it sometimes even more if it was the ones I knew. But anyway, we won't be doing that this evening to Susan Weed. And so we're out here in the studio as my other computer just crashed. I mean, the HP computer, what a cheap piece of crap. Crashing on us like that. Just because I spilt the beer on it, can you imagine? They really got to design that technology a little better. But anyway, I see Susan is in the queue, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome her. Your mic is on, Susan. Welcome.
1: What kind of beer was it?
2: Actually, it was a dogfish head 60 minute IPA. I, I like the bitter I- uh, ale ales. Oh, bitter... oh, yeah, the hops, the hops, the hops. The hops
1: just put your computer right to sleep. Now see if it had been something, uh something like a Dos Equis, you know, or you know, something with a real, you know, heavy malt in it. Your computer might have survived it. <laughs> it
2: went completely <laughs> to sleep.
1: <laughs> yes, it might. It was take actually you dying. It.
2: As it was it. Was, it was on its way out. I mean, I've had it for five years. It was a, you know, kind of an affordable laptop, and it was really having problems. And I just sort of, I sort of just finished it. <laughs>
1: Right. Uh, will you be able to retrieve its memory to transfer to your new computer? Uh,
2: I, I don't even know. A lot of the stuff I have, I have that I would files I would want to to save. They exist in other places. I've done a lot of Dropbox stuff, fortunately, and I've done a lot of um, you know messages to even myself and to other people. So even things like show logos and things like that, I can get from my own emails. Um, the songs they exist everywhere else, so there's not a whole lot on there that I used that I necessarily have to go retrieve if that's the case. So it's not really that disastrous if you know what I mean. Luckily, I had other backups like sharings and drop boxes and sending myself stuff and on the email accounts and all that. So I think you know most of it should be uh, I can retrieve and, and kind of get back to normal when I get the next computer pretty quickly.
1: Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, because mm-hmm. we we need our computers. Yes, unfortunately, yes, <laughs> and maybe. Well, some- oh, I don't think there's anything unfortunate about it. I think it's quite wonderful that we have we are living in a time where we have access to this. Who I knows agree. how long it's sustainable? <laughs> we certainly don't I think, but it just think keeps only getting met, better and better and better. So. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. How so I, I, I Absolutely only meant, wonderful. Fact that it was, I remember it the, the me really early. On it. Right, the early times of computers were backing up your system it meant days and days and days of work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So hey, but Oh Cloud, Dropbox. I mean, like doop doop doop. We we got it. It's easy. Exactly. Exactly. So, Elder, our last tree, and oh, as with anything, I hate for it to come to an end. And so I went looking in my library, if there was possibly a book that we hadn't yet looked into, and I found The Celtic Wisdom of Trees. Mysteries, Magic, and Medicine, with text and photographs by Jane Gifford. And the photographs are really stunning photographs. I wish that that this was not just audio and that you could see that the photographs that she has taken of the elder. She has um, on the opening photograph a photograph of, oh, I don't know, maybe 50 clusters of elderberries just hanging down, glistening black, and then the red l- that the elder leaves turn as the cold comes on. Gorgeous picture of the creamy white flowers. And she talks about the uh, the mystical association of the flowers because each little bitty flower has five petals, five yellow stamens. and see them sticking out. And, of course, five sepals, which form a tiny green star on the back of each little flower. And she also has a wonderful picture of a special fungus that grows on the elder. So Her book is an absolute delight to the eye, as well as filled with all kinds of wonderful information, B-I-F-F-O-R-D. Elder flower clusters also hang from five stalks at the end of each branch, which each divide again into five smaller stalks supporting the flowers. And that's why, says Jane, elder is the ultimate tree of our trees of the Thirteen Moons. It is the tree of the white goddess whose prime sacred number is five. And the white goddess is one aspect of the triple goddess. And the white woman is traditionally the maiden, but the white goddess is associated with the crone and the underworld, and thus elder particularly associated with the underworld and Allah, Queen the Dead. Throughout Northern Europe, she says, the elder is associated with death and regeneration and with the magic that has to do with death and regeneration. And it is the tree that is used to undo any malignant spell. As the tree of the 13th month, The elder is linked with all kinds of superstitions that surround 13. The ancient Celts believed that people's perceptions and memories of life in this world affected the way that you were perceived in the other world after death. In other words, how you viewed things as you're alive is how you will be viewed when you are dead, it's important, therefore, to die honorably and with dignity and that people think well of you after you have died. Our in the face of death is shameful, and the belief that it is wrong to speak ill of the dead persists in most cultures today. Elder reminded ancient peoples of the need for honor and dignity at all times. The Elder Crone dwells within the Elder Tree. She is called Ella Ildamore, Frau Hella Lady Elhorn. She works earth magic avenging all who harms her and punishing those who would use her for selfish ends. Witches turn themselves into Elder Trees, you know. And thus, If an elder is cut, the witch will return to human form take her revenge. The enormous medicinal value of the elder was recognized by the ancients, and it certainly was probable that the people before them recognized it as well. For the elder crone within the tree and cure all of the ills of people. The wise women who practice the art of healing, took great risk in using elder with the prospect of being executed as a consort of the devil in Europe with witch-burning going on, any woman who was known to use elder was immediately known. Witch. Some members of the Christian church even decreed that the only popular use of elder was to see who was a witch. It was claimed that if a baptized person was to dab elder juice on their eyelids that all the doings of the witches in the community would be revealed. The elder was the wood of the cross and the tree from which Judas hung himself. The stunted and twisted appearance of the elder tree is claimed to be the result of the guilt and the remorse that it carries a strange fungus with the macabre name jews ear grows on dying elder-wood and these are said to be indeed the ears of judas ever doomed to hear the wind whisper the guilt of his betrayal Elder is notoriously bad wood for fuel, and there are many superstitions against burning it. It is said that the elder crone will take revenge if you burn elder wood by sending plagues and bad luck. Elder has a fearful reputation in English folklore. Burning elder will bring death to the family, and simply taking an elder indoors is said to invite the devil into the house. In Irish folklore, anyone who falls asleep under a flowering elder might never awaken, for the fragrance of the elder flowers can transport you to the fairy realms. And if you stand beneath an elder on Midsummer's Night, you might be able to see the King of Fairies and all the entourage of the King and Queen of Fairies. If you carry no protection from this bewitchment, you might be charmed away to fairyland forever. Farmers traditionally welcome elder on their land, for it is believed to offer livestock protection from lightning and to promote fertility. It is said that if a pregnant woman kisses an elder, it will bring good luck to the baby she is carrying. The elder has many practical as well as medicinal uses. Ancient Britons and Celts used elderberries boiled in wine as a black hair dye. The roots and leaves are still used in the Hebrides to dye wool black. The bark also yields a black dye. If mixed with alum, the leaves dye green and the berries dye blue, purple, or violet. Bruised elder leaves are an insect deterrent, and an infusion of elder leaves sprayed about the house will keep all insects at bay. You can also boil elder leaves in water and spray plants with the resulting liquid to keep them free of pests like caterpillars, aphids, and mildew. Mm, but what is best, of course, is the berries of the elder. The good for puddings and jams and elderberry wine was once so popular as a tonic that huge orchards of elder were grown in Kent in the south of England to keep up with the demand for elderberry tonic. Elderflower wine and elderflower champagne are the best of homemade wines and one of the most popular with amateur vinters. Elderflower cordial is enjoyable and tonic. Lesson of the elder. The lesson of the elder is a difficult one. Not only is the elder asking you to accept the in inevitability of your own death, but you are also being asked the far more personal and potentially embarrassing question, how might you be fated to be remembered were you to die today? Elder is the tree of the darkest days of winter. And thus, Elder presents us with a mirror in which we must see ourselves truly reflected if we are to die with dignity and without regret. He says that the plant, Elder, is associated with the planets planet Venus and thus it has always been associated with beauty and elder flower water, a distillate of elder flowers has been used by ladies for a very long time as a complexion tonic nowadays since most of us don't have stills but can easily make a tincture. Tincture of elderflower is sometimes used. If the tincture is in vodka, it's nice and gentle to spray on the face. So that's one way to invoke the planet Venus to come and shine upon your face and to bring it a grace and beauty from using elderflower flower Water, sometimes called the Queen of Hungary's water, if rosemary and other aromatic herbs are added to it. Elder flowers are the part that is most often thought of as medicinal, although elderberries, as we've seen, are really coming on strong, especially as a flu preventative and a flu curative. And so, Jane Gifford in her section on healing from elder, talks mostly about using the elder flowers. She suggests that you pick your own elder flowers on a day when they are fully open and the sun is shining on them, and be sure never to get them wet It can be a little tricky harvesting elder flowers, not because they're that hard to harvest, but because elder always seems to like to get its feet wet, remember? So do be sure to wear your wading boots if you're going to harvest elderflowers. They are an item of commerce, and for most of us, it's a lot easier to buy dried elderflowers than it is to try to bake them because they are very fussy when it goes to drying. They have to be dried as quickly as possible. See, she suggests doing it in a very slow oven and turning them very, very often, and then that you use two teaspoons of flowers in a cup of water. The fresh flowers can be used, but the elder is not in flower for such a long time. She suggests steeping the flower tea for about 10 minutes and then using it to ease fevers or to soothe the pain of rheumatism or mild nervous disorders like sciatica or migraine. I don't think anybody who has dealt with migraine or sciatica would call them mild It can relieve many common respiratory complaints, like catarrh and bronchitis, she goes on, and even help cure diseases like measles, gout, and rheumatism. And I find that quite fascinating because in looking up scientific reports on the elder flowers and remedies made from elder flowers. The general scientific opinion is that the elder flower has a very little actual effect on the body, and that it's mostly the hot water that it's taken in that is having the effects that people ascribe to it. I don't exactly know what to say. I certainly do know that using elder flower tincture, which I make from the fresh flowers, flowers can had a physiological effect on the body. We've talked about it. It changes the fever control mechanism and really helps to bring down fevers. So I have not used elderflowers so extensively with these other kinds of problems, and that's partly because it isn't that easy for me to get the flowers myself, whereas many of these same problems are easily dealt with my mint family plants, and I frequently use those plants. Um, if I lived where there was a lot more elder, I'm sure that I would use a lot more elder. It's a plant that I have a great affinity to. The inhaled steam from elder flowers eases head colds. And used as a gargle, it soothes laryngitis. And I think there we have to say, yet yeah, probably just is the hot water and anything that you uh, put in it. You could say it's going to ease a head cold and soothe laryngitis. Elderflower is useful as an eye wash for those dealing with conjunctivitis. It is mildly astringent and gently cooling, and thus superior for the complexion. There is an essential oil that is distilled from elderflowers, and it is often used in eye and skin lotions. Elderflower water was once very popular for whitening the skin and clearing freckles as well as for soothing sunburn and easing tired eyes. Jane Gifford goes on to say the power properties of the berries are quite similar to the flowers, only weaker. And again, you know, modern herbalists would say just the opposite. They would say, wow, the berries are a lot more effective than the flowers are. To me, I think that there's really a lot going on here with this association with the fairies and with Elder Moore, with Hella, with the woman in the Elder. Certainly, all plants are going to give us different results if we are in touch with the spirit of the plant. And sometimes being in touch with the spirit of the plant can make a really big difference and sometimes only a mild difference. From folklore, everything we hear and read, it certainly seems that being in touch with the spirit of elder is going to make a really huge difference in what actually happens when you use elder as a remedy. The scientific studies are being done on the berries. And so that makes us nowadays say, well, it's the berries that are really the most medicinal And she, Jane, agrees that they are mildly laxative and very mildly sedative and contain quite a large amount of vitamin C. And that the berries certainly do ease bronchitis and influenza. She also uh, says that they were used as a cure for syphilis, which unfortunately is not saying much because... um, virtually every herb was used at some point as a cure uh, for syphilis or as a hopeful cure for syphilis, not to imply that they cured syphilis. Something that was used as a cure for it does not mean that it worked. It's kind of like saying, what do you use as a cure for the common cold? Well, there are zillions of cures for the common cold, but none of them, let's face it, really do much at all. Jane also gives uses for the elder leaves. Many modern herbalists don't use the elder leaves at all, feeling that they're uh, just a little bit too strong. They are a pretty strong diuretic, and they are a purgative. In other words, they're going to make you throw up. In fact, they are mildly toxic, she admits, and even used well will cause nausea the juice of the leaves however and the pounded leaves has been used to relieve inflammation of the eyes and the as we recall the flowers were as well you would not want to put elderberries on your eyes because you would look like you had a black eye remember they are used as a dye stuff They're used to dye the hair black and to dye wool. And if you put an elderberry poultice on your eye, you're going to look like you have been hit in the eye because your eye will be all those lovely shades of purple and blue and violet. And the flowers are not so easy to get. So we can see why people have resorted to using the leaves as a way to soothe inflammation in the eyes, Um, the Everything in the elder is considered to be cooling and uh, soothing. And the bark is used in England, and I don't know if it's still in use, and certainly used nowhere else, because it is an especially strong purgative. And it was used in ancient times when someone had been given a poison in an attempt to get the poison out of their system. Elder is associated with times of transformation, and elder is associated with children. We have this very strong link, although it it seems somehow strange, the link between the witch and the child people send me funny witch cards and one of my favorite are two witches sitting in a a restaurant and the uh, person who's waiting on them is standing there and one witch is looking at that person and saying, I'd like the children's menu, please. There's uh, uh, right in folktale and fairy tale. Uh, There's always uh, somehow this kind of threat between the witch and the children. Um, And yet at the same time It is that grandmother, that crone, who is taking care of the children and who is linking hands with the young one. So I guess as we come to the end of our trees of the 13 moons, that it's nice to think about that crone linking hands with the child, with the child within all of us and helping us as we move into this dark time. And I wanted, as we finish here, to just do a little bibliography. I was just reading to you from the Celtic Wisdom of Trees, Mysteries, Magic, and Medicine, text and photographs by Jane Gifford. That's G-I-F-F-O-R-D. And it's a God's Field book. G O D S F I E L D, which was put out 15 years ago in the year 2000. Zero, zero, zero. And then we have Year of Moon, Season of Trees, Mysteries and Rites of Celtic Tree Magic by Patalie Glass Top P A T T A L E E. G L A S S hyphen. K O E N T O E. And her book is a Llewellyn book. And it was put out all the way back in 1991. And one of our favorite authors, Ellen Everett Hopman's book, A Druid's Herbal of. Sacred Tree Medicine. That's Ellen Evert, E-V-E-R-T, Hopman, H-O-P-M-A-N. And her book is put out by Destiny Books, and it was put out in 2008. The newest of the books on this subject, Paul Reis Monterey. Fort has put out a book in 2002 through Destiny Books called Ogham, the Celtic Oracle of the Trees. Looks like Destiny Books is in to Ogham and Tree Medicine. We heard some stories from a wonderful book called Myths, Of the Sacred Tree by Moira Aldecott, M O Y R A C A L D E C O T T And Myths of the Sacred Tree is another destiny book, and it was put out in 1993. And Celtic Tree Mysteries by Steve Lammires. Steve, B-L-A-M-I-R-E-S, Steve Blamire's Celtic Tree Mysteries, Secrets of the Ogham, put out in 1997 by Uwellen Publications. I don't claim to my library to be up-to-date or to be all-inclusive, but these are books that we have referred to over the past year as we have talked about the Trees of the Thirteen Moons. Goodness only knows what we'll do next week, eh?
2: <laughs>
1: we will come up with something. Absolutely. Another. We will indeed come up with something here in the season of harvest, and the season of leaves turning. I drove past a couple of trees this afternoon, and the, the five-finger ivy, a beautiful vining plant which grows up trees, has started to redden up. It doesn't take much cold at night for the five-finger ivy to get red. And so the whole trunk of the tree looked like a blaze of red warming right up at the trunk. And uh, the five-finger ivy also likes to grow across, uh, grow up utility poles and then grow across the wires. Where it often drips down in these great festoons of brilliant red leaves right about this time of the year. are uh, there were even some of those Beautiful red leaves in my salad tonight. I really liked the little hint of color that they gave. You know the plant I'm talking about?
2: Uh, yeah, the, the 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 ivy that uh, climb up. Uh, I, I I do think I know the ones you're referring to.
1: Yeah, the English ivy is an evergreen, so it never turns red. But the five finger ivy, which is a native plant, turns starts turning red about now. So you won't easily be able to see it because it's one of the first things to redden up. As a matter of fact, I also passed a big tree that was still green, just as green as, as could be. And a five-finger ivy had grown up the trunk um, and then out a branch and then dripped down off the branch. And so there was this, this lovely, like these red tendrils waving in the wind and the whole branch smothered in the red leaves of the five-fingered ivy. Stunning sight at this time of the year. And
2: I love when the plants turn. And I wanted to remind back to Elder for a minute, one of our chat room friends who, who's listened. Uh, Elder is the lady's tree, burn it not, or cursed you'll be, we can read.
1: <laughs> exactly. Thanks for the reminder. And <laughs> with I that, I guess we say goodbye once again until next week. Green Blessings, thank you for giving me this forum to remind us all that herbal medicine is people's medicine. It's the medicine of the people, by the people, and for the people. Green Blessings, everyone.
2: All right, and Green Blessings, and thank you so much for joining us on this forum because it's been a great joy and a great learning experience. And now that, as you know, I've told you I work in a natural food store, and those places have different things but they do have a definitely a more natural side. They got an apothecary side and the local kombucha and things like that. And, and if I say Susan Lee quite a few people know know the name and they're like, You do a show with her <laughs> So it's 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 interesting to in fact I was recommending nettle the other day, uh, to someone. And so it's it's a very interesting experience. To to see people experimenting with herbal medicine and to see some of them succeed. And all of this, I don't want to sh- drag it out too much. I had one lady today say I'd make a tea out of this, and she goes, "I'm not a tea maker." <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> but uh, it, as I said, uh, we're honored and thank you again. We'll be back next week, and maybe we'll think of a topic, or we'll, I'll email. Your girl, Allie, will come up with something and drum something up. So, thanks again. Well, I'll and everybody.
1: The uh, okay. universe is loaded with possibilities. I'm sure we will find something to talk about. I'm not worried. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right well, it will be a mystery. We won't know until next week.
2: That's all right. That's It'll be a mystery. just perfect
1: for the Main Street universe, isn't it?
2: It is, because it says. As our motto, the mysteries and possibilities of the universe closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. So thank you again. Good night. Good night.
0: Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
3: that are we in the dark of the night as we sleep in